0: right on and welcome to the agents of shield radio program by fantastic geek we're the far out voice of the marvel movie and tv community my name is matt and do me a solid by welcoming the guy who always boogies on a saturday night it's pete can you dig it
1: hey baby welcome on to the agents of shield show by fantastic geek for episode 705 a trout in the milk Brought to you by Ziff's Clothing, fine apparel to help you bump lemons since 63.
0: A little lemonade does sound good right now. Pete, glad to be here in the 70s talking Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as they continue to time
1: hop in what may be the best season of S.H.I.E.L.D. yet. It is hard to believe we are a month into this seventh and final season already matt it's been so different episode to episode now uh and to think that we have but seven remaining really just the six weeks right because then we've got the the two-part finale coming wednesday august 12th
0: So they say, I don't know that that has been a hundred percent confirmed, but certainly whispers in the wind that that's the case. And I, I don't know, Pete, I don't want to count down these episodes to the end, but you know, sweet, sweet episodes. Nonetheless, this season.
1: When we catch you up on what went down 70s, inspired Marvel's agents of shield, cold, open credits, Matt. No Ian sticker though.
0: Oh, heartbreaking. Where is my favorite character? Coulson and May are backwalking the Warner Brothers backlot. Uh, I mean, New York City. Pete, I'm being more kind of Hollywood, like, oh, I've been there. Not, oh, they did a bad job because excellent. The whole 70s aesthetic. Totally sold it. Got hot dog water and such. Uh, May, it occurs to me, by the way, that they're able to mention hot dog water and not have it appear on screen versus, like, the steam coming out of the greats, which they did not yeah. talk about it. It was not on the screen. Anyhow, may recaps her emotionless state. Shoes are checked in the window. Pete, just like Saturday night fever stuff is purchased at Ziff's clothing quake looking sharp. However, Sousa not ready for bell bottoms. He'll just be another one of those decade unfashionable squares that appears every decade. Although Pete Sousa looking a okay to me. Wait, am I an unfashionable square too? I don't know.
1: <laughs> Yeah, he can't get down with those elephant pants there. Uh, they are in 1973. May has bumped into an impatient pedestrian, still not picking up on Colson's emotions, however, because he has none. Um, Sousa wonders here if they've always saved him from death by plucking him out of 1955. Simmons can explain it, sort of. More on that later. Uh, But Sousa is is determined to embrace the 70s as a roller skating guy goes by with a boombox. They make their way to the Shield safe house to reunite with Enoch after four decades. The password now punched in with a digital pad.
0: An opportunity here to reflect on the changing times. I mean, it's less than 20 years since the time that uh, that that Sousa knew about. So on the one hand, is it like, oh, is it this revisionist thing like, you know, Back to the Future, 1985 is so far from 1955. But in 2015, we felt like 1985. And I would say this, Pete, there was a lot of cultural style, political International change that maybe was maybe that was a bigger change in 20 years, uh, than, than I don't know things that you and I and our listeners have lived through. But bottom line, uh, inside the old club, there music blaring. blaring. Hope you mm-hmm. noticed the 1970s version of Ben Deary beer being sold. Uh, always nice to see that deep whole tab cans. <sighs> Absolutely. Uh, we move to Zephyr One, Simmons is crunching the numbers. Deke enters. He's been working the bag. Uh, maybe Rocky montage too early. I don't know. Or, uh, I do know it would have been too early, but hey. Uh, Freddie died three years ago, so no worries. Uh, Simmons is asked about Bobo. She doesn't recognize the name. Oh, Fitz, right. Uh, Deke reiterates that Fitz and Simmons need, you know, amore so they can have a daughter, so Deke can have a mother. Uh, she shoots him away, rubs her neck, which has red lights. Pete, and they have a plan. Is she a Cylon? Answer <laughs> it now.
1: Uh, no answer for us now. Leaving Nana there to pull that ponytail back with the triangular pattern of those red dots. We whisk to the lighthouse where Ladder descends and Yo-Yo and Mac look around. History says S.H.I.E.L.D. Abandoned it in 72 they are alone so it's a date even without powers but they see a light on and steaming coffee in an office that a man drinks alerting them something has changed
0: uh and there they are hiding in the shadows we cut back to the bar where may is bombarded by the emotions and dare say sensations of others uh Frankly, Pete, bombarded by their being drunk. So therefore, she is a bit drunk. No word on Enoch, though. May's asked around. No one's seen him in over a year. Uh, There is this party going on, and it's centered on General Rick Stone. Oh my goodness, Uh, Pete.
1: Little Ricky.
0: (sighs) Little Ricky, all grown up indeed. Do you remember how he had this fairly useless one-off cameo, extended cameo, uh, last season, which is to say... A handful of months before this episode was filmed. Now it all makes sense. Good job, Jeff Loeb. Hashtag it's all connected. Uh, Pete, tell us more about Lowell Ricky.
1: Yes, Patrick Warburton here. Just an enlistee, uh, but a cub when Sousa knew him. Uh, General Stoner winds up addressing the party here, kicking off the next phase in S.H.I.E.L.D.'s Global Security Initiative, before introducing their friend, our friend Wilford Malick, with maybe the worst up-aging makeup ever seen on this show.
0: Now, Pete, I have to agree. I know, I know, we got some, we got some losties out there. Uh, for example, Tina on the Flinda podcast. I know she's a lostie. That show, well known for some fairly lousy. Uh, makeup wigs etc. But yeah, Wilfred Malik here taking the cake. Let me say this, Pete. I'm not trying to make light at all. I'm 100 serious right now. Um, in in the the very recent <laughs> last week or so that or two, the Hollywood has been reflecting on practices and whatnot. Let me put it this way: the show was lucky that the makeup did not further make wilford malik look a tad darker or they could have been caught up in a whole in a whole area of concern that i don't think the show was going for it just the lousy makeup doesn't help shall we say the the hue of his skin and i think this is just one of these things where you can count the show which was not trying to make him look anything other than white just didn't have great makeup the show squeaked clean on this one uh, but back to Malik squarely giving a rousing speech here about using satellites to take out baddies with lasers. And as I'm watching this, I'm saying, wait, that sounds like Project Insight from Captain America. And somebody else and the show says it's Project Insight and it's 40 years ahead of schedule. <gasps> Mind blown. Act break.
1: It's all connected. Act two here off in a corner. Sousa asks if everybody there is a secret squid. But Coulson explains, it's just a few at the top with most still loyal, like Stoner. By the way, could you be any more on the nose with the name?
0: Ah, Pete, G- gave me the giggles to hear that name there. Um, we have the great Sousa line here, uh, because increasingly this episode, maybe not increasingly, at, at this moment, the episode is going to reflect on timeline changes which we will ponder more in the theory segment. But Sousa has this great, great line, so the present is repeating itself in the past. Uh, This idea, of course, obviously, that insight has been copy-pasted to an earlier time. And uh, with Malik alive, the timeline is broken. Maybe Sousa should have died anyway. Um, Died in the real sense. So, you know, kind of... We're quickly at yellow alert or almost red alert when it comes to timeline issues here.
1: Yeah, and uh, the outcome of this episode, that and whatever is up with Simmons and Enoch needing to help her will clearly play some kind of role into that. Um, But this 40 years moving up of the dare I say, biggest event to ever happen on the show, obviously connected with uh the films in Captain America Winter Soldier and the Fall of Shield. Um the Chronicoms have uh you know regretted that Colson has rejected the deal, so now they've altered the timeline. And uh Malik being alive is the first thread. Um Did Sousa die for nothing? Well, he's got to keep his profile low.
0: May is at the bar there. Stoner, Pete, completely above board here. He's not going to buy her a drink. He's a man in a position of authority and thus will not order a subordinate a drink. Pete, Patrick Warburton, so known for his comedy roles, so known even for kind of, a bit more recently, the kind of uh, laconic, dry... Funny without being funny uh, presentation in a series of unfortunate events on Netflix. So, somebody who is just well known for being funny, he d- this is not delivered in a funny way, it's not meant in a funny way. Uh, and just kind of kudos to the show for taking a little time out to say, hey, it's not all the Mad Men stereotype in the 70s. Uh, he's a responsible guy. She replies to that that she is Agent Chastity McBride. Pete, I know you know. The comics Chastity McBride yes. first appeared in Electra Assassin, number 5, December 1986. So a fairly deep cut there. That's a
1: role with Fury and John Garrett.
0: There you go. Um, May, a little flirty here. Maybe she's going to transfer closer to Stoner. Uh, also gets the deets. Uh, If that's a 70s era term, oh no, Pete, did I just belie our shtick? Turns out the Project Insight won't launch until 1976, so at least, Pete, on first viewing, we can watch this episode, know one thing. Project Insight will not happen this episode, it's going to happen some other time.
1: (laughs) Daisy checks out a young man across the room, who a bearded man identifies as his brother Nathaniel, making that man Gideon He's in line to be the next head honcho, but he only hears some S.H.I.E.L.D. secrets because his dad's been locked in his windowless office all day. As Gideon gets pushy, Sousa rescues Daisy posing as her fiance. Daisy explains Nathaniel was supposed to die in 1970 as well
0: colson checks in with zephyr one don't
1: worry about enoch why does everyone keep saying that
0: uh actually i guess in retrospect pete i know why they're building dramatic tension because they know we want to see enoch and they're going to hold it off for maybe the best character introduction in in the history of agents of shield nay maybe the history of all marvel television um colson though focused let's get info on insight simmons however had wanted to find enoch just, it is amazing how this episode has all these little threads that you don't know are threads until they circle back to them. Uh, for example, Simmons needing to find Enoch. Um, and you mentioned the windowless office that Quake is told about. I, I just thought that was a throwaway line until it ends up being a, a, a somewhat lame story clue. But the fact I didn't see it coming takes away the lameness. Bottom line, Deke wonders what Malik has been doing for three extra years since his death. And a frightening prospect, Pete, that Malik can be doing all this damage for three years in his powerful office.
1: Second guessing his decision to not shoot him back in the 30s. Mac and Yo-Yo find the lighthouse is rerouting power to something big. She wants to take the Quinjet back to Zephyr 1 because she thinks an underground base filled with men in jumpsuits is always bad, like in Bond movies, and whatever is under construction in the main bay there.
0: It certainly is giant. Back to the bar, Quake uses the secret entrance to get into the Rumpus Room. Uh, Now Malik's secret windowless office. Uh, It's got some of those spinny tape computers. That's how you know it's old-timey.
1: Dr. Zola.
0: Indeed, and Pete, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. He, uh, Doctor Zola, showed up at the end of Agent Carter season one in a post, post, uh, or in a tag scene cameo. Is that right?
1: I don't remember.
0: I think, I think, I think somebody Agent got,
1: Carter now streaming on Disney plus along with the agent Carter radio program by fantastic geek and on fantastic geek.com and Apple podcasts that agent Carter,
0: that's the one I'm pretty sure he should. I, I think, I don't mean to spoil, but somebody at the end of the first season goes to prison and ends up, you know, there's uh, a Zola, Zola prison operation, paperclip, etc. cetera. Uh, my point is this, Pete, I wouldn't have thought that that, Actor one could get for tv but when i saw the spinning computers it was like hey the sky's the limit here bottom line quake logs on while susa uh pulls a gun out of the desk uh so now he's powered up boop, 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 one gun uh quake is in quickly then sees is that a hit list there's bruce banner there's a bunch of other familiar names there is this timeline worse uh it must be there's only one way Ky- hydra could have gotten these names from the future so again pete we've had for the first four episodes we've kind of had i don't know a very fun outing i mean yes the stakes have been important but it's kind of been a lot of razzle dazzle i like new costumes time travel where is fit there, there hasn't been this serious notion that we're gonna lose out to the bad guys not that i really think that we're gonna lose you know by the end of the season but this is an episode where they're saying beginning of season is over welcome to the middle there are serious problems being created as a result of our heroes not just from our villains
1: freddie finds patrick kutek from processing uh and then this the gig is up there that it's clearly colson uh asks if he's ever been to rivers end where he recently bought a house Chronicom friends told him different though did he really think Freddy wouldn't remember him as we hit the act break
0: and of course there's been this discussion of you know why why would Malick remember why would he forget so on and so forth so if you didn't like him forgetting an episode or two ago here he is remembering so you get the best of all worlds after that act break, Malik indeed recapping. He met Coulson in this room 40 years ago. Malik wants Coulson, but Quake has Kid Malik. Pete shades of Kid Von Strucker back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's their ticket out. They get to the street level. Then Quake blasts one of the Chromicon guards that's after them. But still how to get out. Pete, take us through the most. I will deliver it in Enoch monotone here. The most joyous reveal. <laughs>
1: they need a pair of wheels here uh they've just left nathaniel behind he's witnessed the quaking this after downing milk in the uh in the uh, the dive bar there something that i hope they play with a little bit more um and saving susa but uh our agents they turn to a turtleneck clad enoch provides a consumer reports five-star rated ride with the best fuel economy in its class
0: come with me if you want to exist i mean that's that that's the moment i said it i tweeted at joel Stoffer. i think i actually got the like the next day but that like this moment will have this moment has cemented the uh, the endearing nature of enoch to the fans I don't know what the post-show convention circuit is going to look like, but I bet you, Pete, 30 years from now when Joel Stauffer is there at Hollow Comic Con uh, e-signing pictures. like we're doing now? (laughs) (laughs) Like we're doing now. So, okay, less on the far-out future stuff. What if one day you can have a private chat with somebody if you give them enough money? Um, We'll leave that to the side because the future is now. But how about this, Pete? 30 years from now, when Joel Stoffer is going to Comic-Con and walking out of there with, with some nice change and some great stories and some happy fans, it'll be, hey, can you sign my come with me if you want to exist still photo? And hey, look, I'm dressed like Enoch. And look, my friend is cosplaying as the car like this this is just a winner (laughs) on top of it
1: and there's somebody in a blue and white shield jumpsuit from the 70s the only points off the reference gets is that obviously the terminator is from uh the 1980s okay um but even then and i believe that line is from terminator 2 which was 1990 or 91 so but
0: but nonetheless. This nonetheless. Enoch is from later in the future, though, is that right? Yeah. So it all it,
1: it, A, it all, all, it all works checks out. out. It's yeah. an older meme, sir, but it checks out. Uh Dole finds his fallen hunters and says it's time. They change the rules. With the jump clock counting down from ten hours, our agents reconvene on Zephyr One to info share about Insight and its targets like Nick Fury and Peggy Carter. Um and then Susa notices that the clock is acting up and says the Chronicoms have changed the plans. Yo-Yo attempts to use her powers, which kind of kick on, but the way it was presented is a little unusual. Like what was she trying to prevent? That I just think, that they wouldn't jump with the Chronicons?
0: I think she was ready to sacrifice herself by staying in the here and now to fight the fight. Um. Maybe. It also could be... I mean, again, I kind of marvel, no pun intended. So much is going on this season in terms of it's not just... You know, we had at the beginning of, was it season five, where it was like... Yeah, I think season five, where it was like, here's the bunch in space, and here's the bunch that isn't. Or maybe it was season six. But My my point being, we don't really have an A story and a B story. We have many, many things going on. So if nothing else, this might have been, hey, we need to get this episode's Yo-Yo's powers don't work reminder. So maybe that's what that was as well, setting up future Yo-Yo stuff. But jump complete, Pete. Where are they now? Nay, when are they now? Uh, Happy
1: bicentennial july 4th 1976 the day that the fireworks are set to go off so act break over how did we jump
0: ass susa who controls this uh gemma now steps aside with enoch she's forgetting things she's afraid to tell others to tell these (gasps) enoch takes her aside even further she is slipping. slipping matt um, however, in what could be a scene that reveals things to us, because again, we're not dealing with A-Pot and B-Pot here. We have many character threads here. Uh, you know, she could reveal more. susa however, is kind of still in the scene, wanting answers and pressing her. She is stunned, but Enoch gives some techno babble before uh before things de-escalate there. Uh with that, Mac enters the scene. It's launch day, uh better now than the day later. Pete there has I saw a teensy tiny bit of amount of uh, complaint on Twitter, you know, like basically talking about, you know, why is the structure of this season the way it is in terms of why aren't the Chronicoms kind of constantly winning all the time? And, and it's, it's, it's all contrived. Well, yes, it's all contrived. It's fiction. Furthermore, <laughs> I think Mac here kind of, if you're going to show up on launch day and it's like, Oh, well that's as peddled to the metal as you can get Mac giving the throwaway line better now than the day later, which is true. It's like, yes, there are writers who created this, and yes, this is the maximum maximum writerly time to have them appear, but Max saying, look, it it appears to we characters that it's random, so better today than tomorrow. I I love it. Um, The plan that's cooked up is bombs in the lighthouse, so it floods everywhere, so everyone must evacuate, and Pete, confidence, we can do this.
1: Yes, and it'll preserve the lighthouse in this state of the timeline. So they'll have it to use later. Daisy will hack the surveillance feed. Sousa's going too. Yo-Yo and Deke will go to Freddy's estate in Rivers End and bring him in. Dole returns on this auspicious state, which he expected, of course, and wants to talk about him throwing away victory because of his milk-drinking son, the one who should be dead nathaniel then he got three extra years with uh that has six extra years now and maybe more past that sybil whose name checked in this episode but does not appear has seen shield will find him and dole gives him a manila envelope with leverage
0: indeed saying you must deliver a message Uh, We go to the outskirts of the base where we have Daisy and Sousa. She's going to hack in. He's going to watch her slash watch out for her. Um, I guess hopefully at no point does he turn his back to the one entrance to the alley and therefore ruin everything. But he assumes that she's super serum. Uh, Again, nice callback. Uh, She finds a powerful firewall. So a little clue here. Again, this firewall should not be as powerful as it is changes are, are continuing to resonate uh, she gets in he wonders that maybe the troubles are due to her small computer uh, she then shows him her smartphone because why should he be watching you know behind him uh, life moves pretty fast but of course they need to keep fighting the chronicoms Sousa however wishing that he could have said some goodbyes um, I, I dare say some story seating as there uh, there as well Daisy gets in the information is sent to Zephyr1, who sends it on to those who need to know it. Uh, May and Coulson now able to get in, courtesy of the throwback uniforms. Pete, lots of happy people to see these comics accurate, somewhat goofy, but if it's the 70s, hey, whatever, man. Goofy uniforms.
1: Where did they find this much white patent leather, mat? Um may wonders if she will ever feel anything again and become a real girl nathaniel gets the drop on the distracted susa and daisy with a chronicom rifle stuns them to end the act when the act resumes we have the quinjet landing at freddy's estate Five minutes to launch of Insight. Colson and May have reached the second checkpoint. Do you hear us at the second checkpoint? But Daisy does not respond. There's an outstanding 70s-style deep focus shot of Mac in the foreground and Simmons in the back from the tech deck.
0: Can't go wrong with any of those 70s-style diopter shots there. Uh the idea here what can be done they need a second plan um back to the lighthouse we go may and colson they spill the beans to stoner he appears to be totally on board he's using the lingo uh obviously this is a this is a scene with kind of two two levels to it but the initial level of hey stoner is a good guy somebody has come to him with info that sounds far out but shield works in far out hey he's going to be an ally also tv's patrick warburton also you know b- beloved disney performer in a variety of smaller roles you know for about a part of three decades so he appears totally on board uh but then may punches him Pete, she knew he felt otherwise see because that empathic thing it's now like a power helping her out here uh with that they steal the id
1: Yes, uh, he unable to convince uh, Stoner of these sentient time-traveling aliens, you know, STTAs, whether they be synthetic or organic, both, actually. Three minutes to launch here. The bay doors open beneath the water, revealing the rocket. Freddy tells Yo-Yo and Deke that he has something they'll want in the envelope and monologues that the Chronicom see everything and they're going to do uh, what they need to as Coulson and May plant the charges while Daisy and Sousa are tied up and transported somewhere unconsciously. Deke shoots Freddy and a shocked yo-yo sees what's inside the envelope seems to be a photograph. There was discussion that there are two people and they were not placed on the insight list we'll talk more about that in a little bit with the charges set mac we are ready to explode
0: the 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 charges however mac sees because of course all the all the security footage is routed to zephyr one he sees there's a prisoner cell in it is his parents blowing the base would kill them pete mac of all people knows if we are in a kind of uh well if we're in a back to the future style timeline here you know we would have his, his hand would start to disappear he wouldn't be able to play at the uh, enchantment of the sea dance etc um so he calls an abort may and colson are you sure yes 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 uh the rocket launches and the shield guys and gals maybe it's just guys i don't know it's 1976 uh, surround may and uh and colson the rocket launch happens big time. Great effect shot. Uh hopefully I got a chuckle out of Mark Kolpak, who did see and reply to my tweet where I said, Oh man, Mark Kolpak must have been so sad that they told him we don't need visual effects for this because we're going to fire a real rocket into the sky, <laughs> you know. Um, obviously the ultimate, you know, I kind of hammed it up. He could he he could tell it was the ultimate credit that it looked so looked so real, and indeed it did. Um so, Pete, what are we going to do here? Rocket in the sky.
1: Initiate countermeasures and arm the damn missiles. A cloaked Zephyr-1 takes off, destroys Insight, but gives up their position. Sh- should
0: we is- just not talk about the fact that that could have solved the, the thing the entire time without getting anybody arrested by S.H.I.E.L.D.?
1: Uh, that's that's also something to mention as well. And sh- move, sh- on- move on, move on. which which time traveling rules we're playing with we'll talk about that as well the tag scene matt nothing if not a little cryptic from a telephone booth nathaniel malik orders daniel whitehall's instructions about transferring enhanced ability surgically from cell block d he wants to find out if it works a detailed look at our bad guys we begin and end with old freddy
0: i am so glad that they brought him back i mean it's been it's been a compelling arc to see this character in three acts if you will you know (laughs) the 30s the 50s the 70s um on the back of his arc you get kind of deke on this redemption arc and again like i say oftentimes i know that there are diehards out there like jen phillips that that you know cannot forgive deke for his misogynist behavior and i'm certainly not here to justify deke as a real person acting as he has done um i as always kind of kind of however still return to hey deke as the as a fictional person, not that people misunderstand whether he's real or not. I'm just saying judge Deke as a real person. I I will judge him more harshly to back up and say, Deke is on this redemptive arc. I like that, the, that there's this path. It's very, very interesting to think, you know, a uh, low rent star Lord who's looking to scam people as he was introduced. Now he's, you know, done this, this most grave, Pun, I guess, partially intended thing that an agent can do, you know, take the life and, and thank goodness it's the life of somebody who we could agree, you know, super bad, and, and so on and so forth. Um, but Freddie on his way out to prop up an interesting growth in Deke that I like.
1: Nathaniel Malik here, the unmentioned since dead son of Freddie, who's still kicking like Freddy is three, six years after what was to be their deaths in the other timeline, um, would have been so easy to just make it well. And Gideon is there and he's getting into trouble early. No, I love the misdirect and he sees Daisy do her thing. He's drinking milk. He knows about Daniel Whitehall this is a dude who wants to um, make some appropriations.
0: Pete, I can't help but wonder. Okay, here I'm looking at this list that you sent me. Okay, and and the top three are the old dad that's got weird makeup, uh, and then the two idiot boys. You know, <laughs> like and and they're the heirs to these insidious evil plans that old fred malik has um uh, reminds me pete there was i think there was indirect reference to uh a a fred who was a villain in Watchmen
1: this past season (laughs) as well it was it was not indirect it was it was direct
0: so i mean
1: the grocer uh,
0: uh, listeners i'm saying it partially in cheek and hopefully that's not you know i, I think most of our listeners we're all on the we're all we're all on the same side of a lot of things here but let me now just skew back to you know kind of soberly analyzing the show it makes me wonder because i don't know that like I, w- what you're saying pete is that nate malik is not necessarily crucial to this story and young gideon malik could have been the you know, no, don't shoot me, or don't take me, and the Chronicoms aren't going to shoot, and like that's the that's the out. And then Gideon can also be the guy coming on too strong to, um, to, to 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 Daisy as he was in this version of the episode. Makes me wonder, was the show trying to say, you know, Dad with the two sons, they're all bad, they're all secret, you know, secret haters and secretly villains and things of that sort yeah, i wonder if
1: one with a beard who really comes on too strong you have a younger blonde one who might appear innocent and or stupid uh but be up to things on his own i don't know what kind of statement could they be making there moving on chronicom dole he's dropped the cop persona matt finally so we can not call him captain dole anymore because he was a cop in two different eras but uh still up to no good and now completely messing with the time stream
0: i am so tickled pink that actor tobias jellnick has been in so many of these episodes i must confess pete i would not know tobias jelnik uh I, I i think um from anything prior to this and I'm quick looking him up now certainly it's not like oh my goodness it's you know it's uh the guy from Battlestar Galactica it's the guy from Twister you know this is not um
1: I've definitely seen him in stuff before I just could not place him
0: Pete maybe Jay in Hocus Pocus definitely not how about motorcycle gang member in Batman and Robin
1: probably not um not saying he wasn't there just right. you know he was in a lot of neon i'm sure
0: i'm always i always find it interesting when when we come across actors that like leave it this way pete this guy has acted consistently from the early 90s to as you see stuff filmed you know in the last year so working actor um i always find it interesting like what must it be like this guy's 42 okay is he making it you know is he getting the tobias jelinek show uh on cbs uh next year no it looks like that is not that's not going his career is not going in that direction but here he is working actor being successful he got short films got movies got a bunch of tv in there etc and to get this where you know we're, we're five episodes in dole has been in three episodes something like that for like it's i i just find it interesting in terms of like hey guy I never heard of before awesome you're getting work and he's so good as the emotionless Dole, who you still somehow don't like unlike the emotionless enoch who we all love and it's just i don't know it's it's great that he's continuing to be the 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 on the field lieutenant of the big bad whether it's Chronicroms as a concept or whether it's uh, the, uh, the 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 predictor that they have, but it's just great to see Dole here still tugging at the timeline
1: Welcome to level 7 Time to analyze and theorize, let's start Matt with Sousa's question about plucking him out of the timeline, did it always happen, we have a similar chicken or the egg situation, uh, both with Deke and Mac in this episode
0: well, I won't overly speculate that this is trying to uh, replicate or echo or whatever the um, the good natured controversy with Avengers Endgame and how timelines work and what's the model that they're using, so on and so forth. Certainly, my big takeaway is that Sousa, as the straightest, straight shooter that there is, the guy who you know who who's got that simple fifties aesthetic. Code, but luckily, kind of stripped of the '50s sexism and racism, and that sort of thing. He's just kind of like, in a certain sense, he's kind of like the ultimate square jawed, you know, federal agent male kind of kind of archetype, uh, with with none of the baggage that needs to be worried about. He's just a genuine good guy. Pete. He if Pete was a character, in Agents of field in in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he might be. Uh, he might be Asusa minus the now. limp. Or, Or whatever it might be. But point point being, for him to raise the flag and say, the good you're doing, hey, S.H.I.E.L.D., you keep screwing up. Hey, you're making it worse. Hey, this guy Malik, who you told me was bad, now he's around even more. Hey, now this Project Insight thing that I don't really understand, but you're saying it's from the future, do you see, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., that you are the villains to this timeline, not the saviors thus far?
1: It's an interesting way to look at it. What is in Simmons' neck, Matt? What's wrong with her? She's forgetting. She's slipping. I mean, we've established she's not an LMD, right?
0: I feel that it is. Well, let's see. We know she's not a Chronicom because uh, chronicom's got knocked out by the EMP. So we we know that Colson is an LMD, and he got knocked out by it, so she's not an LMD. Reference was made, I believe, to the possibility, I, I think reference was made in the show as opposed to stuff I see on Twitter. And let me just pause and say, Pete, with increased focus this season uh, and conversation on Twitter and with increased um, enthusiasm in the show, and also this is a season that's more apt towards theories and whatnot, my, my worry is always for all anything that we podcast, going back to my my earliest podcasts, I never want to rip anybody off. So, if if dear listener, I'm about to rip you off after you know after I hearted your similar comment on on Twitter, I, I apologize. But I think I'd heard discussion either in the episode or on Twitter about some sort of um, mechanical organic hybrid. So, could she be that? I would say subtract the EMP as as a, a, a smoking gun or a removal of a smoking gun. Simmons is acting an awful lot like robot who's having trouble to connect to the wi-fi or uh, you know the 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 robot assistance in her brain is rejecting the organic or something like that where the fact that she has memories and understanding and is losing it that is super super concerning
1: it is matt we'll have to put a pin in that one what we don't need to put a pin into is project insight the captain america winter soldier tie in here matt they they did it again
0: well they did do it again but now we have problems however the problems might lead to a solution which is to say if we are going to have our agents get back to the normal mcu timeline in which despite twists and turns and going to the future and going to the past and all of that that if the show is going to end in the same universe that end game ended in um, that, the you know, respective of who ca- Captain America going back in the past, just, you know, the, the, the same universe that uh, Marvel Disney plus is going to launch from and all of that, which I think it would be, it would make sense. Let's have a unified thing at the end. If so, then we need to do, un- we need to undo project insight somehow and and currently it's not because you're not going to have Project Insight in 1976 and then everything that you saw in Civil War is not going to happen again as well. I wonder if maybe the solution comes in Sousa musing that maybe he should have died anyway. Maybe that's the conclusion of Sousa's storyline. I know we had speculated, you know, will he be the cop in Avengers uh, as Enver Jokai was? Uh, maybe we return to the 1950s and maybe ultimately it is Sousa who, you know, maybe we re- we restore the, the timeline, beloved Sousa killed uh, as was predicted at the beginning of last week's episode, but then not, not followed through on
1: name checking Bruce Banner in the 1970s is really interesting given that the Hulk was a huge hit for ABC at the time. Uh, but that in this timeline, the movie timeline as well. He'd be a teenager, not, uh, Lou Ferrigno, uh, Hulk, uh, on your ABC TV every week. And sometimes in, um, you know, uh movie of the week.
0: Yeah. And I think, um, I must confess, I did not look up every single name that was listed there. Some people found Marvel connections. Pete, the one that jumped out at me was David Robinson, had me wondering what does Hydra have against the great clean cut? Uh, I believe what Nate, the Admiral, yeah, for, for, former uh, former yes. Navy officer or in the Naval Academy. My uh, my
1: mind immediately went right to that when I saw the yeah. name as well. <laughs> they, yeah, went they to play want basketball to for the Spurs. him. They yeah. don't want the Spurs to be as dominant as they were.
0: Um. So, bottom line. Bottom line being, I mean, Bruce is the big kind of takeaway there in terms of these are the changes that they're looking that that they're looking to make. And of course it has you wonder, well, why not Tony Stark? Why not this, why not that? You know, like, all right, at a certain point you need to have A-list names and B list names, and you need to wonder, you know, is it another David Robinson? Is that a Marvel character? Whatever it might be. But, you know, again, this notion that that the timeline the timeline's being fed not only by changes in the past which is to say we've time traveled to 1976 not only informed by changes because the chronicoms 30s 50s 70s kind of keep messing up uh and and so things are moving in that direction but they're bringing information from the future which is a i don't know the 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 pressures on time travel in this episode i feel like it's it they found new things about time travel
1: And now we start to wonder, given the references in this episode. So we have Terminator rules of time travel. And of course, a Terminator reference with Enoch. And then Back to the Future uh, rules. So just to recap for a second. uh, we'll, We'll do Terminator first, since that was seen on the screen. Terminator rules are you can go to the past from the future. Got to go naked, Matt. Um, nothing uh, inorganic can go. Of course, the Terminator can go because it's covered by uh, human skin. And, and it looks like one- Arnold
0: Schwarzenegger in 1984, so that's a good excuse to get somebody
1: e- naked. Exactly. Um And it's a one-way trip, and uh, you also run into Bill Paxton. Um, you run into John Garrett, but, uh, that that's Terminator rules and, uh, you can effectively become, uh, your, your own father, um, or the, the father of the human resistance with, uh, Kyle Reese being sent back by his son, uh, to, uh, make him,
0: <clears throat> which, which by the way, would suggest a single timeline. Yes. yes, it has this weird loop chicken and egg thing, but it's it's a single timeline. Also, you know the Terminator has part of his arm left, which ends up being the uh-huh. thing that inspires the technology to create Terminator. So
1: and then you get into increasingly bizarre reboots sequels uh with back to the future rules you can go in both directions uh forward or backwards in time and it is possible the old grandfather paradox that you would prevent um through changing the past uh your existence.
0: i would add to it there then is the the lost tv show the 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 lost way of looking at it whatever happened happened so which susa seems to be kind of implicitly um susa's wondering about that maybe i should have stayed dead and if that's something that they end up returning to then that's kind of the third option that yes there is time travel but there always had been time travel you always did that in the past um I guess we'll see which one wins out. Or maybe, Pete, maybe 20 years from now, 30 years from now, people are going to be talking about the fourth option, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. one, that seems to look like Terminator or BTTF or Lost, but actually, my goodness, they created a whole new way to look at time travel.
1: We shall see. Um, Feel very tight in terms of the theories that spring out of this episode, all kind of coming from the, the same type of area you know we mentioned bruce banner before the avenger um that the super serums uh powers come up that susa thinks that daisy can do what she does because she's like captain america when no it's a different thing clearly interest in in human powers transferring in human powers is uh nate gonna somehow attempt to surgically uh, steal them from uh, Quake, um, and all that tied together through the Everyman of Sousa.
0: My prediction would be that we don't see those powers actually stolen. That that perhaps it's a story MacGuffin that just gets, you know, Quake in chains with hand dampeners that prevent her from quaking out. Uh, Or, you know, out of the bonds that are holding her, that sort of thing. Um, Although, you know, as always, I'm concerned not just about what the episode looks like, but how you kind of arc stuff for a season. You know, we're what? We're two episodes away from the midpoint of the season. Do we have time to do a, you know, oh, she's had her powers stolen and how how does she get them back? Or how do we now deal with, you know, uh, Kid Malik that can quake? yeah, there's the time to do it. I just feel something. I feel like we're not going to in part, because if we continue this pattern of two episodes per time period, we got to wrap up kid Malik. you know, this next episode, because next stop, the 1990s,
1: who is on the photo in the manila envelope, Matt? Cause it's definitely not the two people I'm going to suggest.
0: You know, it's funny. Looking over the notes, it was like, hey, did they ever resolve that? No, they didn't. Now, this is, you know, as to be continued an episode as it can be. You know, oh, our position has been given up. Um, I don't know. I would love to hear your hopeful theory and not spoiler Pete spoiler.
1: <laughs> well, which, which do you want? <laughs>
0: uh, I would like to hear your theory as to who it is.
1: Well, I know who it is, so I, I, all right, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do it then. Ah, well, thank Uh, you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Who, who do you think it is?
0: I mean, it would have to, have to be someone who means something to Yo-Yo. I don't know, outside of, uh... well, it, it was enough to make Yo-Yo stop, you know? So whether
1: there's definitely a sideways connection,
0: sideways connection. I don't know what that means. Wait, are you telling me that you telling me that agents of shield is going to work its way into the, uh, that wine movie with the guy from wings?
1: (laughs) No. Um, there is a connection of sorts to yo-yo, but not a direct one.
0: So, well, okay, then now you're making me think big. Maybe instead of it being like Yo-Yo's family or, you know, look, it's the bodies of Coulson and May dated, you know, whatever, 2020 or something like that. And it's been sent through the past or whatever. Maybe it's like, I don't know, have they kidnapped kid uh, Tony Stark or something like that? Again, there's like this, there's this third dimension to this season, which is, Jeff Loeb is saying, you can't stop me from pulling from the movies, you know, curse word you and curse word you like, so could it be, you know, even unseen? I don't know if, you know, d- does it cost money to have a still image of Chris Evans or something like that? I don't know. But maybe it's like, you know, maybe it's like something like that where, you know, it's a, you know, it's, they're, they're, they're going to kill Tony Stark's father or something like that. I I don't know. Uh, I I guess it's a really good. It is good, not
1: film connected.
0: Not film connected. Then then I have no idea. I will well, cop to that. We
1: will just have to wait till that is revealed. Um, Max seeing his parents. Uh, help me out here. Has this ever been a thing before? Hey, my parents were in the lighthouse. It it felt a little out of left
0: field. It did feel emotionally out of left field. You know I don't doubt that mac loves his family but this is not all you know it would have been slightly better served if mac was somebody who said you know hey my mom always used to tell me when you're knocked down get back up hey is that jambalaya you're eating there my dad made the best jambalaya you know if we kind of had that over the last couple seasons fine we haven't um i think we can all appreciate uh you know if all of a sudden on the security cameras your parents were there that would that would <laughs> that would have you pause um my kind of story takeaway where maybe like this was kind of generally stated but i would have wished that there was just that that home run was was that uh the chronicoms knew shield was coming that shield was going to come one day what's the next likely uh you know likely point or if the pardon me if the chronicoms are pulling shield through as they've done Uh, hey, ahead of time, we're going to pull up to July 4th, 1976. You get the director of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s parents in a prison cell because we can anticipate they're going to come to us and that's our insurance. So I buy that as a story piece. It just maybe wasn't completely, you know, like, oh, we've gotten you, S.H.I.E.L.D., I'm Dole, and we put your parents there, and blah, 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 that kind of thing.
1: Five episodes, still no fits. Are we at yellow alert yet? I saw
0: discussion on Twitter that came with the, hey, I have a friend who works in the post-production or something like that, and they, an an episode number was given for when S.H.I.E.L.D. returned, uh, S.H.I.E.L.D., when Fitz returns. Should I say it? I guess I could say it, because I'm, 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 I'm clearly um, attributing... It's coming from a high source, but I don't, I can't. People,
1: you know, you, you wouldn't let me spoil or Pete. you Okay. Before, so let's give people a three, two, one before you're going to throw this at
0: them. Okay. So yeah, if, if you want to not hear this, we're only going to discuss it for less than 15 seconds. You can press the 15 second or 30 second button ahead. So three, two, one, hopefully you've uh, skipped Pete. 708 is what I heard.
1: To, to wait that long to bring a series regular back <sighs> yeah that's a really interesting choice
0: i guess time will tell i i do wonder if uh, and by the way welcome back if you skipped ahead we're officially not talking about the episode number at this point um his absence and now this mystery with simmons that is an interesting point you know we we had the itch of no don't leave enoch we, we finally scratched that this episode in terms of him coming back there's the larger itch of what you know where's Fitz, and now what's wrong with simmons so i think that dramatically this is a good problem to have it's also just like hey the number of episodes are counting down can i get my favorite character back with everybody else please
1: transmissions let's check the wire pete
0: our twitter poll was all lit up by this episode uh one old freddie got zero votes two malik kids question mark at 5.7 percent three positions given up eep 14 percent and then fourth of july heroics got a hearty 80 percent Uh, Some responses here. Andre Yeager at Dr. Polo in 1983. Pete, Andre, always the fastest gun in the north, south, east, or west uh, because he responds first just about everything, and we appreciate it so much. Uh, What is Gemma? I got to know. Also, where is Fitz? That's a question we're all asking. Uh, Tweet from JT Atkins. JTA is me. You know, it's an okay episode if you are a fan of awesome. Love the pace, the twists, the turns. Is it next week yet? Oh, and my Simmons theory is beginning to play out. Uh, on to Nobel Prize winner. That's at K-C-L-Y-L-E-1. Uh, Just thinking this show can't get better and every week it proves me wrong. Just the S-F-C shots. Uh, I'm assuming the special effects. Uh, shots alone this week were amazing. Can't believe it's ending. Uh, tweet from David Siller. That is Siller David Poet. It seems like each episode is getting better and better. They're really doing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on steroids this season, it seems. And I'm (laughs) loving every minute of it. Pete, did you see the metaphor he used? He is, after all, Siller David Poet. Yes. Uh, Lastly, from Brian S., that's Brian O-E-N-O. I guess it would be O, no. Uh, That's one of the most comic book, with capital letters, hours of TV I've seen. I know it's an instant fave for me. Pete, what do you have on your end?
1: Over on the Fantastic Geek Facebook page, Matt, Steve Adams writes in, and he says, if Facebook will cooperate, there we go. The title sequence for episode 705 was absolute genius. This season is fantastic. Clearly, the producers have just let it all hang out, knowing they had nothing to lose.
0: Um, and I think that that's a place of freedom. I continue to think back to the way season five ended. Hey, we are going to commit to killing Colson the end because the show's not coming back. He's going to go leave and do Captain Marvel. He's going to do one more movie as young Colson. Here he is older, blah, blah, blah. The end. Oh, wait, we just got picked up for more. Um, side note, Pete, will they make good on that death once again at the end of this season? Um, but. I don't know. It's, it's, it's great to see all these twists and turns. Pete taking us through some other twists and turns. An email from 084 who says as follows. Welp, that all happened. I feel like all the setup of the last episode really paid off here. Sousa is adapting the best he can. But there's only so much a person can take before they start to lose it like he did on Simmons and Deke. There's some really fresh out of the ice Steve Rogers vibes he's putting off. I did like the on-screen chemistry between him and Daisy, though. Her showing him that not all tech was bad was a nice move. Is Simmons, uh, is LMD Simmons still a thing? I was sure this was the episode where she would reveal it all at the end and then lead us into a Fitzsimmons flashback extravaganza next week. But alas, no, alas, no such luck. Still, they're pushing the idea pretty hard with her and Enoch's conversation, despite the fact that she apparently wasn't affected by the EMP in Episodes 3 and 4 like Coulson was. It's clear from the writing that they're paying attention to themselves. They're acknowledging mostly everything that reviews and podcasts have questioned so far, including Simmons' confusion with the random timer, the malchronology chronology from Season 3, and of course, May and Yo-Yo's inconsistencies in earlier episodes. That impresses me considering this has been in the can for over a year. Finally, I'm hoping to not hear too much uh, Mac hate this week. In his position, I can't say I would have flooded that base with my parents inside, even if I was the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. preventing a HYDRA attack. At least he had a semi-effective plan B that hopefully won't have too many consequences next week, although I'm sure the consequences will lead to some fun action. Until next time, that's from 084. And Pete, he has me reassessing my snark that, Hey, you could have just shot it out of the sky. Yeah. You could have shot a missile out of the sky and have all the parts fall across upstate New York. I like plan a better now, which would have just kept everything contained and gotten everybody out.
1: No Mac hate. I mean, anybody in the position that he was in first, there's the emotional attachment to your parents. Secondly, there's the logistic of they are flooded do I disappear from Marty McFly's family photo?
0: And back to the future joke aside, I think that is a legitimate concern. I mean, you then, A, I don't think Max is a selfish person, but if you said, hey, if you do this, you get to kill your parents and you, uh, okay, that is kind of a tough pill to swallow. You know, yes, the the honorable person would say the three lives versus the whole future and blah, blah, blah. But like when that, when you're faced with that decision, of course you'd, you'd pause I think then add to it the fact that they are all figuring out what Sousa said at the top you all are messing up and you keep messing up and you're not containing this the way you normally do in a neat you know 42 minute solution at the end of the hour Uh, so I would I would expect in the next episode there's maybe guys we need to sit down and figure out are we doing more harm than good Pete speaking of doing good we want to Thank, of course, the people who support us on Patreon.com slash Fantastic Geek. This month, all of that going to support those six charities that uh, Clark Gregg had uh, put out there on social media a while back. Uh, a variety of causes, whether it's going for uh, Black Lives Matter causes, uh, social reform, police reform, things of that sort. And again, it is so, it has been so fulfilling to hear from people who are saying, hey, you know, thank you for doing that. Thank you for, for helping spread the goodness. And uh, it's certainly, in these crazy times, in these times that feel like it's their own timeline off track, it's nice to know that we're all kind of holding hands digitally saying, hey, we are going to get some goodness out of the bad. We are going to continue to fight to make things better.
1: I think it was the responsible, nay, the easy thing to do.
0: And add to that, Pete, that we get to you know, take a break from the, the crazy world and podcast S.H.I.E.L.D. its own crazy world, but crazy at a fictional distance, and get to have these conversations about the show. How can people be in touch with you to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Peter, p i e t e r j k l r k e t e l a a r 11,337 followers, can't be wrong.
0: And while I'm personally on Twitter it's looking back lost, do be in touch with the podcast. Comment on fantasticgeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, where we are Fantastic Geek as well. But wait, Pete, there's more.
1: Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek with the pH all one word like it today.
0: Well, Pete, we will be back next week, next Saturday, to talk about the next episode of Agents of Shield. Can't believe it's gonna be seven oh six. We're we're closer and closer to the midway point than past it, but for now. We have talked about this episode i will say adios to all our listeners and give you pete the final word
1: come with me if you want to continue to exist